Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. The title of this message today, Living a Thriving Life. Living a Thriving Life. How many of you want to live a thriving life? Now, in my heart, after this past week and what God was speaking to us through the revival services, and just asking God what he would want to do today and going forward for our church. I believe the Lord was just telling me, we, I want you to continue to thrive on, son. Continue to thrive on because there's more for you. We heard that this past week, that we would continue to thrive. And God wants every one of us, he wants his church to thrive. But you know who the church is, right? The church is you and the church is me. So God wants us to thrive. Say thrive. He wants us to thrive. And we were reminded of that this past week when we went through the Thrive Revival Services. Uh, on, Mon on Sunday, uh, Dr. Doug Small just uh, gave a powerful word about if we're going to continue to be a thriving church, that it's going to happen because we're going to remain a house of prayer. Listen, church, a house of prayer, that we will continue to seek God individually in our life, that in individually that you got a prayer closet, there's an altar somewhere that you can get to and you can connect and communicate with God. And also that we would pray corporately that the church would be called a house of prayer for the nation. So we know that if we're going to continue to thrive, just to review a little bit about the revival that we went through, that we're going to have to continue to be a, a church of prayer. A church of prayer. So God help us to do that. And then Monday night, we heard Pastor Mark Fields remind us as the Lord spoke through him that we will be a witness in church, a witness in church, that we'll be prepared to go outside of these walls here and be able to share and proclaim, like that song said this morning, that we will be able to proclaim that Jesus is Lord and tell people that there is hope through Jesus Christ. And then Tuesday night, we heard Pastor Tyler Jernigan, and he, through the work of the Holy Spirit, reminded us that we should thrive in love for the outcast. He used the story of Ruth and Boaz, and what a powerful word it was that we would continue to thrive in love, friend. That we got to, listen, that no matter who walks through the doors, anybody from anywhere, no matter what they look like, smell like, it doesn't matter. We welcome them here. We welcome them here so they can encounter the love of God. And their life can be changed. Aren't you grateful that people welcomed you here when you walked through the doors? Boy, I'm telling you right now, I, I remember walking through the doors over next door when the youth center was the worship center, and people would just put their arms around me. They knew the baggage. They knew the junk. They knew all the family history. And instead of seeing stones getting thrown at you, boy, they something about it when some, when some uh, let, me, let me word this right, some silver-haired people, uh, they, 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 they just come and put their arms around you and loved on you and tell you, you know what, it's all right. God loves you, and God can change you. Man, and walls start to come down and things start to move and shift and God begins to do something. Friend, let me tell you, there's something about welcoming people with the love of God. 
And then Wednesday night, really to me, was the exclamation point from God by Bishop Jimmy Whitfield, who reminded us that we should continue to thrive after lost souls, more souls. He said, Jesus wants us to tell more people about him. Tell more people. Tell more people. Who are you telling about the love of God? Who are you telling in your community? Who are you telling in your family? God wants us to reach more souls. And so the question for me this past week was, Lord, what, what are you saying to us as a church? What are you, what are you trying to uh, guide us in? Where are you trying to lead us going forward? And, and the question is, now what? Now what? We've been through the Thrive Revival. Now what? Now what as a church? Now what as a follower of Christ? And so I believe that God said, you know, continue to talk about learning how to live a thriving life. And my heart is for every one of us in here, including myself, to thrive in our life, to live a thriving life. And I'm going to explain more. That word thrive, I have a definition for you. It means to, uh, it means to bloom. It means to, to flourish. It means to prosper. It means to be fruitful. It means to succeed. How many of you want that for your own life? You want that. You want to bloom. You want to flourish. You want to prosper. You want to grow in the Lord. You want to be fruitful. That word fruitful is a word uh, that came to me at the beginning of the year, which really means to thrive. So when I say thrive, I mean fruitful. When I say fruitful, I mean thrive. Say thrive. thrive. Say fruitful. fruitful. Say fruitful. fruitful. Say thrive. thrive. And Jesus had a lot to say about that. He had a lot to say about thriving in life a lot about being fruitful in life. So I'm going to ask you real quick, if you're turning your Bibles to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, and I'm going to read to you. Uh, listen, what I'm about to share with you right now, if you, will, if you will grasp this and apply it to your life, I'm telling you everything in your Christian walk will change. I promise you. You won't have to keep trying harder. You won't keep trying to struggle to do better. If you will get this verse here in you and be applied to your life, this truth, I'm telling you, everything will change. This is a deep truth from God, and it's found in John chapter 15. I hear you turning in your Bibles. I have it on the screen as well. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. More fruit. Say more fruit. He wants us to bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. This is the key right here in verse 4 and 5. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. Jesus is the vine. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? You can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Listen to verse 8. But this is my, uh, by this my Father is glorified. This is what it's all about. The Christian life is all about glorifying God. Your, your walk with God is all about giving Him glory. He says, by this my Father is glorified that you may 
that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. Would you please pray with me one more time? God, thank you for your word. God, thank you, Lord, for the truth of this word. Lord, it, this is a powerful truth, God, that if we would just, God, put it to practice and apply it and be a doer of the word, God, this will transform our whole life forever, God. And we want to thrive for you, God. We want to thrive for you. We want to thrive, God, in our walk every day. We want to be more fruitful, God. And we just ask you right now, Lord, that you would just work into every heart, Holy Spirit, open hearts, open minds, open the eyes of people that they may be receptive to what you want to say today. And Lord, let it be all for your glory, God. Let it all be for your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, just to do a little bit of background about John chapter 15. John chapter 15, I know we have just come through the uh, New Testament reading uh, that we did called Immerse. But John chapter 15 is a verse that God uh, really laid on my heart at the beginning of the year. But it's, if you study that verse, it's really the farewell discourse of our Lord and Savior Jesus. It's his farewell discourse. He, he's, he, and in that discourse, he's teaching some lessons uh, that these disciples, his followers, can apply to their life. And he's sharing these lessons right before he's to be crucified on the cross. Now, we don't know the exact setting of John uh, chapter 15. Uh, many believe, uh, when you read the scriptures, and many Bible scholars believe, that somewhere between the, the venue of the Last Supper and the walk all the way where he was going to have prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, somewhere in between the Last Supper and headed to the Garden, it could have been in the Garden, many people don't really know, he saw some kind of vine, maybe it was a grapevine, many believe it was a grapevine, and because of that vine, uh, he used that uh, symbolic uh, that symbol to express a, a lesson that he wanted to teach his disciples. And, he, and this vine that he saw, it prompted him to share uh, one of his greatest I am statements. You remember all the I am's? I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the resurrection, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world. And now here is one, he says, I am, I am the true vine. I am the true vine, he says. And because of that statement he made and because of the disciples and the knowledge they had of the Old Testament, they, they may have uh, remembered that, you know, Israel was planted in the land of Canaan. And it was supposed to be fruitful. It was on a fruitful hill in Isaiah chapter 5, it says. And a fence was put around it. But Israel failed to be fruitful. Instead of producing good fruit, they produced worthless and wild grapes instead of good grapes. And so now Jesus has come to fulfill what Israel couldn't do. And now he's going to produce good fruit. And for those of us that are in a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, because of our connection with Him now, now that good fruit comes through us, His people, His believers. And now we can live a thriving life. If you're in Jesus Christ today, if you're in Jesus Christ, if you're in a relationship with Him, you, my friend, will live a thriving life. You, will, you should be producing fruit. Now, Jesus wants us to produce more fruit he wants us to demonstrate more of the fruit of the Spirit in our life. He wants us to have more praise, the fruit of our lips. He wants more praise out of it. He wants more of the fruit of, his, of the Spirit showing. He wants more praise. 
He wants uh, more fruit of us winning souls to the kingdom of God. There's more fruit for us, friend. He tells us in this scripture here. And the whole reason that he wants us to, to have more fruit is why? I mentioned it. To bring glory to God. To bring glory to God. Isn't that enough reason right there, friend, to live your life for God so you can bring glory to him? Don't you want to thrive and bring glory to God? I know I do. We all do. And it says that our fruit will demonstrate what? It says our fruit will show that we're followers of Jesus Christ. You should be able to look at somebody and be able to tell that they're a follower of Jesus Christ. I mean, I've always heard that saying that, you know, if you hang around somebody long enough, you start to look like them, you know? How many of y'all heard that before? You start, to, you start to look like them. I hope the more I hang around my wife, I look like her and she don't look like me. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I got an amen and a praise the Lord. So we want to be able to live a fruitful life and a thriving life. So how can we do that? Jesus tells us, and I'm going to be sharing a, a few messages over the next few weeks on how we can live a thriving life. And I want to focus on this one thing today, this one thing that if we will get it, it will transform our life. How can we live a thriving life? Jesus says you have to stay connected to him. You, you got to stay connected to Jesus. Not connected to the world or the things of the world, but you got to stay connected to Jesus. If you want to thrive in life, if you want to bear much fruit, friend, the only way you're going to do it is to stay connected to him. Here's why I know this, because in verse 4 and 5 he says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, but for without me you can do nothing. Listen, we have to stay connected to the vine. If, if we're going to produce fruit, we've got to stay connected to the vine. And that word abide, if you study that word in, in the Greek, it just means really to remain in. It means to continue with. It means to dwell with. It means to stay with. It means to be connected and the only way that you're going to bear fruit is to make sure that, that you're connected to the vine. Because the vine is what gives uh, nourishment. The sap from that vine, are we, do we have any gardeners, any green thumbs in the house? You see, the sap from that vine, it provides nourishment to the branch. It provides strength to the branch. It provides life to the branch. And then fruit comes forth. And as long as the vine and the branch are connected, there's going to be fruit. But if there's ever a disconnect, then you cannot produce fruit. And what's going to happen? If there's a disconnect between the vine and the branch, there's going to be a wither to take place. The, 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 the uh, fruit's going to wither, and then it's going to eventually die. Now, somebody told me one time, you can look around and find a sermon anywhere, and... Just a few weeks ago, I was looking there in my parents' backyard, and there's a gigantic oak tree in their backyard right on the ditch bank. I remember as a little boy, we used to tie ropes, and, and we would make a swing and swing over that uh, ditch back there and play in that field and play army and, and play hide-and-seek, and that tree's been there for a long time. But recently, uh, there's been a lot of storms that have come through, and there was a, a big branch in the top of that oak tree and it broke out, and, and it fell, but the, the branch in that oak tree never fell completely to the ground. 
it, it fell out of the top of the tree and it fell and it wedged itself in between the trunk and the other branches that are around it. And the Lord started speaking to me about that thing. You know, that it's still up in the tree, but it's starting to look different than the other branches now. There, there's no leaves on it. It's beginning to wither. It's beginning to die. It's beginning to rot. It's beginning to be a little bit dangerous now. And the Lord reminded me that we can be that way. We can be just like that branch in that tree. We can be in church. We, we can be in church just like we are today, friend, and we can be withered. We can be in here and we can be like that branch and there's no fruit on our life and we can be withered and we can be about to die spiritually. We can be in here singing songs today and we can be withered. We, we can be in here today and be shouting amen, but on the inside we can be withered. We, we can be up here behind this pulpit preaching sermons and be withered. Why? Because we're not connected to the vine, Jesus. Let me tell you, friend, whenever you lose connection with Jesus, you're going to start to wither and you're going to start to die. And, and we wonder where some of these people are. I mean, I know there's sickness going around. I know people can't be here every Sunday. But you see some empty spots around. Could it be, just could it be, that there's been a, a disconnect between them and Jesus and now the fruit is gone and now you can't even find them? You don't know where they are? They've withered and they died. I pray not. I pray God to help us to reach out to them and, and bring them back in. So God help us today not to be disconnected because when we're disconnected, guess what? We produce. We produce nothing. If we're disconnected from the vine, we produce nothing. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been around any Christians? And don't look at nobody now. You ever been around any uh, Christians and, and, and they're producing nothing in their life? They're producing, I mean, oh man, they're, they're, they're talking it up and they're ready to go. But where's the fruit in their life? Are they producing anything? Maybe they're always focused on the negative. Don't look at nobody. Look down. Stop praying. They're, they're, they're always focused on the negative. They're always complaining. They're always grumbling. And sometimes they'll even take jabs at other Christians by tearing them down with gossip. Have you ever met a Christian like that? If you have, there's a connection problem between them and Jesus. Another sign, another sign that you're not connected to Christ is a selfish life. You're never going to thrive in life when it's all about you. You're never going to thrive in life when everything's always about you. It's always about your feelings. It's always about your plans. It's always about your will being done. Listen to me, please. Listen, you, you write this down. A thriving life will be a life that relies on God for everything. A thriving life will be a life that relies on God for everything. Everything. Say everything. A thriving life is when you realize that without Christ, you are nothing. Listen, without Christ, I'm nothing. Without Christ, you're nothing. Without Christ, we can do nothing. There's not going to be any fruit without Christ. That's why we have to stay connected to him. We have to stay connected to him 24-7. Not, not just while we're in church, friend. You got to stay connected to him when you're at home. You got to stay connected to him while you're at work. You got to stay connected to him while you're at school, working with them teenagers. Glory to God. You got to stay connected to him. 24-7. I heard one pastor say one time that he was explaining 
uh, what the word abide means. And he said abide really means a thousand small prayers every day. A thousand small prayers every day. You know what I'm talking about. You know the cell phone rings and it's that one that calls you and boy, you're getting ready to hear it. Lord Jesus, help me before I answer this telephone. Or, or maybe there's something going on at home and, and, and somebody said something to the other person. The, the husband said something to the wife or the wife said something to the husband and it came across the wrong way. And, and boy, you're getting, ready to, you're getting ready to retaliate. And he said, Lord, help me please. Lord, help me please before I use this frying pan. Or it could be, friend, that you know, just issues at work, and there's something going on between you and a coworker or, or, or a boss of yours, and there's some conflict there. And, and, and listen, you, you have to just stop right there and say, Lord, help me today. Help me today, God, help me. Do you know what I'm talking about? That thousand prayers a day that you're just going through today? Somebody messing on your youngs at school? Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. You know what I'm getting ready to do. Lord, step in right now. I heard somebody say one time they were getting ready to go somewhere. They said, Jesus, just stay right there. I'll be back. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You got to stay connected to him. Drama at work, drama at school, drama at home, friend. You got to just stop right there and start abiding in the Lord. Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Guide me, Lord. Give me wisdom. Why do we need to stay connected to him 24-7? It's because Jesus is our source of life. He's our source of power. He's our source of strength. If we will abide in him, we'll find strength and we will thrive. We will thrive, friend. You won't have to wake up every day and say, I'm going to try harder today not to gossip. I'm going to try harder today not to do this. I'm going to try harder. You don't have to because you're connected to divine. And what's in divine flows through the branch and fruit comes out on the other side. Aren't you grateful today that you don't have to struggle and you don't have to fight? The divine does all the work, friend. Glory to God. If we're connected to Jesus, if you're connected to Jesus, it's going to show. If you're connected to Jesus, it's going to show. There's going to be love demonstrated in your life. There's going to be joy in your life. There's going to be peace in your life. There's going to be praise coming from your lips, not just here, but everywhere you go, you'll be praising the Lord. If you're connected to Jesus, there's going to be some good works to come out in your life, and you're going to thrive. You're going to thrive. I really admire people that thrive in life, people that overcome some great obstacles. When I think about people who have thrived in life, my mind automatically goes to the Apostle Peter. He was a thriving fisherman. Do we know any thriving fishermen in the house? Raise your hand. I didn't think so. <laughs> Matt, raise his hand. We're going to bring him to the altar for lying. <laughs> I'm just messing. He was a thriving fisherman, but God says, you know what, Peter, I got more for you. He says, I don't want you to fish for fish no more. Now I'm calling you to be a fisher of men. And you remember in Acts chapter 2, Peter was uh, baptized with the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. And he stood up and he preached, and 3,000 people came to the Lord. And did you remember how Peter walked into the home of Cornelius? Cornelius was a Gentile. And Peter walked in there under the inspiration and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Peter led those Gentiles to the Lord. Man, God was working through him and he was thriving. 
Remember how Peter, he walked around and the Bible says that even the cast of his shadow, it inspired people to have faith to be healed from their sickness. How about Peter? You remember him when he was sleeping in prison. He's put in prison and he's awaiting to be executed and what is Peter doing? He's sleeping. If that was me, I'd be banging on the walls. I'm innocent. Let me out of here. Somebody give me a, a lawyer, please. But there he is, and he's sleeping. How in the world can a man go from uh, thriving in the fishing world to going through all those miraculous works and sleeping in prison? How can someone thrive like that? I'll tell you why. Because he was connected to Jesus. He was connected to Jesus. Are you connected to Jesus this morning? Not, not just here on Sunday, but every day of your life. Are you connected to Jesus? How about the Apostle Paul? He was one that thrived in life. Went around laying hands on people. And as he was laying hands on them, they began to uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Man, God was working through him. And, and remember how Peter was walking around and he was casting out demons. God was using him in such a miraculous way. It says that even the handkerchiefs and the aprons that touched him inspired the people that were sick to believe God for their healing. And they were healed and evil spirits were cast out. And then you find Paul out and for one more phone call and a lawyer. What is he doing? He's singing in prison. He's singing in prison. How can a man go from persecuting the church to going and writing almost the entire New Testament? I'll tell you how a man like that can thrive because he's connected to Jesus. He's connected to Jesus. He's connected to Jesus. He's connected to Jesus, friend. When you're connected to the vine, you will produce fruit. God, help us today to be connected to Jesus. Can you imagine if we interviewed Paul today and said, Paul, man, listen, all those mission trips that you went on and, and all the people that you led to the Lord, how did you do it? And I, I, I just feel like he would say, oh, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's only because I was connected to Jesus. It's all about giving him all the glory. Because without him, I can do nothing. What if he said, well, look at all the churches that you planted and look at all the letters that you wrote to the churches. How did you do it, Paul? How did you do it? I can just hear Paul saying right now, I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live, yet I live because Christ lives in me. I can hear Paul saying that. He was connected to the Lord. He remained in the Lord. He stayed with the Lord, and because of that, he lived a thriving life. He lived a thriving life. In contrast to somebody like Judas, who was the treasurer for the Jesus ministry team, who we know later would betray Jesus. Why in the world would he betray Jesus? Why in the world would he betray Jesus? I'll tell you why. Because he lost connection. He, he lost connection with divine. He lost connection with divine. And because he lost connection with divine, there was nothing being produced anymore. No more fruit. He stopped thriving. So let's be careful that that don't happen to us. Come on, church. Let's be careful that that doesn't happen to us, that, that we don't hold a position but still have no fruit. Be careful that we're not serving God and having no fruit. Be careful that we're not preparing to serve and have no fruit. 
God, help us today to be careful that if we're going to participate in serving God, that, that we will have fruit, that we'll make sure that our hearts have been checked and there'll be a connection with the Lord. And, friend, if you're not connected with him, maybe you need to just get along with him wherever you need to and say, Lord, I invite you back in. I need that connection with you, God, because I'm relying on you. I'm relying on you. I'm depending on you because without you, I'm nothing. The great A.W. Tozer said this here. He says, you have no will other than God's will. Listen to me, friend. You have no will other than God's will. And the only way you can live out God's will is to make sure that you have fully and completely surrendered to Him. Listen to me, young lady, young man, whoever you are this morning. Have you fully and completely surrendered to Jesus? Because that's the first step in connecting with Him. That you've connected with him. You have no will. I have no will other than God's will. God's will be done in my life. And the only way you'll ever be able to be that kind of person that will thrive will be because you're connected. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. Are we connected? Are we connected to the vine? How many of you want to see more people come to faith in Christ? Do, do you realize this morning that the fruit on the tree is not for you? The, the, the branch isn't saying, oh, make an apple, and an apple comes out there, and an apple says, well, the apple's for the branch. No, it doesn't work. The fruit is for somebody else to come and enjoy. And the fruit of your life should just be exemplified it should be shown into a world that is lost and dark today. And if you're really serious about wanting to see more people come to faith in Christ, then, friend, you will stay connected to Jesus. You will stay connected to him. Are we connected? Are we connected? Has there been a disconnect? God, help us to stay connected to you. Listen to me, please. Just a few more minutes. Please give me your attention. It all starts, friend, by making sure that you got a relationship with Jesus Christ. Please listen to me this morning. Listen, I'm not talking about just coming to church. I'm not talking about being connected to a pastor, to a church, to a sermon, to a denomination. I'm not talking about being connected to any of that. I'm talking about are you connected with Jesus because he's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can transform your life. Are you connected to him? There has to be a day in your life, there has to be a day in your life where you remember that you have repented of your sins and put your faith in Jesus and the work of the cross. If you don't know that you've ever done that before, then today needs to be the day that you need to connect with Him. And after you connect with Him and give your life to Him, then you need to continue to walk with him every day, just connected to him 24-7. I'm, I'm connected with you. I'm at home and I'm connected with you. I'm at work and I'm connected with you. I'm at school and I'm connected with you. I'm having this conversation and I'm listening with one ear and one eye is on, but Lord, I'm still connected to you right now. I'm connected to you, God. You're divine. God, you're divine nourishing me and giving me the power and giving me the strength. And the way that happens, friend, is through prayer, 
It's through prayer, getting alone with God in prayer. It's through opening up the word of God and letting him speak to you. It's about walking in the anointing and the power of God for what he's called you to do. Not everybody's called to be here behind a pulpit. Not everybody's called to sing and play an instrument. But friend, we're all called to be a witness. We're all called to produce fruit. Are you connected? Are you you connected and are you thriving? I want to thrive, friend. How many of you want to thrive? Just lift your hand one more time. I want to thrive. I want want my life to thrive. I want my family to thrive. Man, I want my my kids to thrive. Not, Not thrive with the success of the world. I want them to thrive in God. I want them to be used of God. I want that precious baby. I want her to thrive in her walk with God. I want us to thrive. I want, I want my marriage to thrive. I, I want my, my, my relationships with other people, my friendships, I want them to thrive. I want everything about me to be fruitful. I want it to thrive. But if I'm not connected, if I'm not connected, soon those things are going to begin to wither. My, my, my marriage may begin to wither. I will look at my children and I'll, I'll see them beginning to wither. I'll look at friendships and I'll, I'll, I'll see them start to wither to eventually they die. And the problem is, I'm telling you, if we will get this, the problem is there's been a disconnect. And we got to stay connected to the vine so we can thrive. And it might be somebody here today and you're disconnected away from God. My encouragement will be to you is to invite Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior. That's the first thing. Would you bow your heads with me, please, all over this place. Christians, please pray. Friend, please listen to my heart today. Do you know, listen to me, friend, I'm talking to you, the one that's disconnected away from God. I want to just first of all tell you that God loves you. He loves you. He, lo- he, he loves you enough that He brought you here today to tell you that He wants to just restore to you just a relationship back to God through Him. He wants to save you. He wants to uh, rescue you. He wants to give you life now. He wants to fill you with hope now. God, just remind these people, Lord, of your mercy and remind them of your grace that you've come just after one. You would leave the 99 and go after one. Friend, you may be that one here today, but I'm here to tell you, God loves you. And all he's asking for you to do is just fully surrender and say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and today I invite you into my life to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I've sinned, God. And the only way that sin can be forgiven is through my faith in you, Jesus Christ, and what you did on the cross and through the power of your resurrection. My sins can be washed away, and I can have new life, and I can begin to thrive. I can begin to thrive because now I'm connected to you. Friend, if you're here today and you're not sure that you're connected and you want to be sure, you want, you want to give your life to Jesus right now, nobody's going to embarrass you, I promise you. Would you just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. That's me. I've been disconnected, but I want to give my life to Jesus today. Would you just lift your hand real quick? It doesn't matter who you are. Would you obey God? Would you obey God? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to invite you to stand with me right now all over this place. Praise the Lord. 
I want to ask you to do something with me as we close out in prayer. How many of you got an area in your life that you feel like is withered and you want to see it thrive again? I, I know I do. I got family members that are just kind of withered away and I want them to thrive again. There, there's some situations. All of us do. If you want your life to thrive for God just for the next five minutes or, or, or so, could you just step out where you're at and come to the altar right now and just say, I, I, I want to thrive, God. I, I want to thrive. I want to thrive, God, and I need to stay connected with you. Would you just obey God and come out? right where you're at. Come on, church. Everybody, please. If you want to connect and thrive for God, I want you just to make your way here to the altar. This is the altar call. This is the altar call. And God just wants to, He wants to reconnect with you this morning here at this altar. It's not about praying for any needs right now. This is about just connecting with the Lord, connecting with the Lord. Lord, there's been a disconnect in my life. There's been a disconnect, Lord, in my family. And I, and I just want to I want to connect back with you right now, Lord. Right now, I want to connect with you. For the ones of you that are unable to make it to the altar, how about just holding your hands out like this right here? Can you do that? Can you do that? We got more coming. We got more coming. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray, Lord, there would just be a, a strong connection right now, God, upon every believer here today, Lord. God, that all distractions would be removed out of their life, God, and they would just be connected to you, God, divine, and God, that fruit would come forth, fruit in their family, God, fruit in their family, fruit in their relationships, fruit in their marriage, God, fruit, God, would come forth in their kids, God. I just declare right now, God, that we would all, including myself, God, that we would stay connected to the vine, the true vine. The one that nourishes us and the one that gives us power. The one that gives us strength, God. We need you right now, Lord. We need you right now, Lord. God, we pray that you'll forgive us for allowing other things to draw us away from you, God. And Lord, those things that have brought disconnect to us, God, we just pray that you would forgive us and help us right now, Lord, to be fully surrendered. Say, I surrender. Just tell him right now. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender, Lord. Lord, I pray right now that everyone here would just thrive for your glory in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder right there where you are. Come on, put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder right there and just start to pray for them right now. Pray for them that they'll thrive. Pray for them that they'll thrive. Lord, I pray for my neighbor right now, God. I pray for my neighbor right now, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that every one of them would thrive and be fruitful, God, because they're connection with you, divine God. Lord, help us not to struggle no more, God. Help us not to work at it so 